Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number nine. All glory be to God most high, and on the earth be peace. The angels sang in days of yore, the song that ne'er shall cease, till all the world knows peace. Hymn number nine. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, 
please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find our readings for tonight. And our theme for tonight is the angels of his presence. Readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible. Psalms. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Exodus. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. First Kings And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, that an angel touched him, and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake bacon on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, and touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. And he came thither into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. 
and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still small voice. Psalms The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Angels. God's thoughts passing to man. Spiritual intuitions, pure and perfect. The inspiration of goodness, purity, and immortality. Counteracting all evil, sensuality, and mortality. Angels are not etherealized human beings, evolving animal qualities in their wings, but they are celestial visitants, flying on spiritual, not material, pinions. Angels are pure thoughts from God, winged with truth and love, no matter what their individualism may be. Human conjecture confers upon angels its own forms of thought, marked with superstitious outlines, making them human creatures with suggestive feathers. But this is only fancy. It has behind it no more reality than has the sculptor's thought when he carves his Statue of Liberty, which embodies his conception of an unseen quality or condition, but which has no physical antecedent reality save in the artist's own observation and chambers of imagery. Angels are God's representatives. These upward-soaring beings never lead towards self, sin, or materiality, but guide to the divine principle of all good, whither every real individuality, image, or likeness of God gathers. By giving earnest heed to these spiritual guides, they tarry with us, and we entertain angels unawares. Spirit is symbolized by strength, presence, and power, and also by holy thoughts winged with love. These angels of his presence, which have the holiest charge, abound in a spiritual atmosphere of mind and consequently reproduce their own characteristics. Their individual forms we know not, 
but we do know that their natures are allied to God's nature, and spiritual blessings, thus typified, are the externalized yet subjective states of faith and spiritual understanding. The Old Testament assigns to the angels, God's divine messages, different offices. Michael's characteristic is spiritual strength. He leads the hosts of heaven against the power of sin, Satan, and fights the holy wars. Gabriel has the more quiet task of imparting a sense of the ever-presence of ministering love. These angels deliver us from the depths. Truth and love come nearer in the hour of woe, when strong faith or spiritual strength wrestles and prevails through the understanding of God. The Gabriel of his presence has no contest. To infinite, ever-present love, all is love, and there is no error no sin, sickness, nor death. When angels visit us, we know their presence by the love they create in our hearts. Oh, may you feel this touch. It is not the clasping of hands, nor a loved person present. It is more than this. It is a spiritual idea that lights your path. The psalmist says, he shall give his angels charge over thee. God gives you his spiritual ideas, and in turn, they give you daily supplies. Never ask for tomorrow. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help, and if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. The Footsteps of Thought as they pass from the sensual side of existence to the reality and soul of all things, are slow, portending a long night to the traveler. But the guardians of the gloom are the angels of his presence that impart grandeur to the intellectual wrestling and collisions with old-time faiths as we drift into more spiritual latitudes. The beatings of our heart can be heard, but the ceaseless throbbings and throes of thought are unheard, as it changes from material to spiritual standpoints. Even the pangs of death disappear, accordingly as the understanding that we are spiritual beings here reappears, and we learn our capabilities for good which ensures man's continuance and is the true glory of immortality. The effects of Christian science are not so much seen as felt. It is the still small voice of truth uttering itself. We are either turning away from this utterance or we are listening to it and going up higher. In the desolation of human understanding, divine love hears and answers the human call for help, and the voice of truth utters the divine verities of being, which deliver mortals out of the depths of ignorance and vice. 
This is the Father's benediction. It gives lessons to human life, guides the understanding, peoples the mind with spiritual ideas, reconstructs the Judean religion, and reveals God and man as the principle and idea of all good. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 74. Go forth and stand upon the mount, for truth is at thy side. The very rocks may seem to break and earth to open wide. Yet error's tempest and its fire before that still small voice retire. Hymn number 74.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite an amazing outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, several of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's word reaches people across the globe. Indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. Uh, we have so much material to offer. All of it is free of charge. And it is all healing and inspiring material for your reading, studying, and listening. I would like to uh, mention one article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. And it's entitled, Finish the Course Unswervingly by Peter V. Ross. A very helpful article. It addresses the well, the human inclination to get started but not finish things, that's not so good. It's unprincipled. And Mr. Ross uh, handles it very well in his article, and I highly recommend it. I would like to also mention that we are got on our homepage our recent issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme of this magazine is the 91st Psalm. Wonderful reading, highly recommended. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference feature of its own, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone. And indeed, many of the students do attend by telephone. Uh, call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child here. One more announcement before we go on. We're going to be having our Bible study this coming Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions are posted on the website. So please plan on joining us on Saturday, 10 a.m. for quite a lively discussion, our Bible study. Okay. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy a section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, 
though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. Uh, this will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give your testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. And remember also that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Thank you for the very beautiful and inspiring readings and music tonight. I wanted to express my gratitude for the January issue of The Love is the Liberator, which Bruce just mentioned, uh, the theme about the 91st Psalm. I've always loved this psalm, and I work with it every day. I'm so grateful for all of the articles, each one showing different ways to interpret and work with this psalm. In one article by Blanche Hershey Hogue, titled Divine Companionship, it brought out the fact that dwelling in the secret place of the Most High means more than visiting it occasionally or just in our hour of need. It states in that article that he that dwelleth shall abide, and this demands our constant effort towards companionship with God. I really love thinking about that, to continually think of God, to keep check of my thinking, and when I find myself starting to drift, to choose to bring my thoughts back to God, or as this article states, to choose the companionship of good thoughts. Each one of the articles gave so many beautiful and inspiring ideas in using the psalm to work with. I'm so very grateful for the spiritual interpretations given by Mrs. Evans and also the one attributed to Mary Baker Eddy, each one giving comfort and healing and inspiration. I wanted to thank all of those who work so diligently on The Liberator, gathering and organizing all these wonderful articles, and to all who write them and contribute in making this wonderful magazine available to us all. To me, it is truly a treasure trove of priceless gems. I want to express my gratitude for all that we are given here in this church, for my practitioner's faithful support, and for this beautiful service this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Sherry. Jerry. Sherry. Sherry from California. Go ahead. Thank you. Many years ago, I heard someone say, that whenever she told her mom about something not good that had happened to her, her mom would say, you're all right now, aren't you? The statement came back to me one morning when feeling better after an uncomfortable night. I decided that that was all that was true and that that was all that mattered and to begin confirming only this when working with a practitioner. But why was this true, that statement, 
I'm all right now. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. His righteousness is, I am all right now. So the statement, I'm all right now, is the added thing. Not a human feeling, but the divine expression showing itself. I am so grateful to be witnessing this divine overcoming the human in many unique ways that God is showing himself to me. So now I say with much gratitude, I'm all right now because I am all right now. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. While praying about the weather this winter, I was reminded of a lovely protection we had one very snowy Wednesday evening while driving back to Pennsylvania from Plainfield after the service. Our practitioner had been praying for us for several years while we traveled back and forth twice a week, and of course we understood that she was praying for us on this occasion, and we were praying too. It has been a long time since I have thought about this incident, and although I don't recall all the details, I do remember that just when the snow was getting pretty deep and it looked serious, suddenly a huge truck appeared right in front of us, and we just followed him in his nice wide tracks. Now this trip takes about two hours one way, and I recall that we made it to our exit behind this giant truck and managed to find our way safely to our homes. I am very grateful for all the times we traveled safely under the wings of God's protection and the prayers of our practitioner, knowing also that this protection included everyone traveling and their safety was in the Lord who guides our going out and our coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Betty from California, go ahead. Good evening. Uh, thank you so much for the music and for the excellent readings on angels tonight. Uh, I'm very grateful for these readings tonight. I have always loved the definition of angels. Angels, God's thoughts passing to man, spiritual intuitions, pure and perfect, the inspiration of goodness, purity, and immortality counteracting all evil, sensuality, and mortality. As it was said in our readings, angels are so much more than a person with wings. These angel thoughts can be with us everywhere and at any time, guarding and guiding us if we are listening and following their guidance. How often have I been guided by that spiritual intuition to do or not do something, 
or when I have found a missing item or had a comforting thought in the midst of sorrow, and all kinds of different things. Um, I am very grateful for all of these angel thoughts, and I am also grateful for these services tonight, uh, the Plainfield Church, Christian Science, and Mary Baker Eddy, and for practitioner help over all these years. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you so much for the beautiful readings tonight. I want to express my deep gratitude for the, a powerful lesson I am learning in loving as Christ Jesus lived and taught and as Mrs. Eddy lived and taught. At the February 6, 2022 roundtable, a statement by Mrs. Eddy was given. Quote, the real Christian science compact is love for one another. This bond is wholly spiritual and inviolate. It should never be violated in thought or action, even for the sake of maintaining the purity of the letter of Christian science. For the spirit, the reflection of divine love is always more important than the letter." End quote. And that was from Divinity Course in General Collectania by Mary Baker Eddy, but part of it can also be found in miscellaneous writings on page 91. It was brought to my attention that I was very focused on the letter that I felt should be followed, completely losing sight of the spirit of Christ and what God was telling me. The focus on following rules to address problems rather than on God and his answer to all needs. Mrs. Eddy reminds us in Science and Health that Christian science is aflame with divine love. My eyes were open to see the unkindness and heavy burden this placed on others, rolling a stone on the heart as was said during class. I am sharing this testimony both in gratitude with the loving grace that was afforded me, which showed me how this love that Mrs. Eddy is speaking of must be expressed, and that it will help someone else. We have so many promises of God's tremendous help in the Bible and Mrs. Eddy's writings if we would turn to him and listen. I am so very grateful for the many powerful materials especially the audios on our website to help cleanse this type of thinking and fill it with strong truths of God's goodness, love, and care for all. I am learning it was not human love that, would, that can demonstrate Christian science. It was the Christly love that broke this lack of love. And I am so grateful for the newfound freedom in placing it in the hands of the Lord and surrendering my will to him. I am so grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy, and for regular practitioner support in this independent Christian Science Church. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for all the blessings I have learned from being a member of this church. And grateful also that Christian Science gives us the ability to use what we've, what we've learned to bless others. 
Coming to Plainfield and learning Christian science here has given me the ability to start understanding the truth about God, about myself, and about my place and purpose in God's creation. Recently, I have felt inspired to start actively cataloging what I know is true about myself and also about this church to use in my daily protective work. Here are a few examples. I know that being a member of this church has saved my life and is a blessing every day. I know that I love doing church work and the fulfillment I get from striving to listen to inspiration and being obedient to it brings me joy every day. I know coming to our services and discussions is always uplifting and helps me in my spiritual growth which in turn helps me to be a better man and a more useful worker for God. I know that giving a testimony each week, or at least being ready to give one, has helped me to truly uncover and be grateful for the many lessons Christian science has taught me. I know that working with a practitioner from this church has helped me to understand so much I would never have understood on my own. And I am grateful every day for the prompts that, that keep my focus on God. This is the part of my list in progress, but the point of it has been that any time a suggestion comes to my thought which contradicts any of these truths, I'm able to know right away that it's a lie, and I'm not even going to waste a moment to entertain it. I get right to telling the error to get thee behind me, Satan, and then I keep moving forward. And this has been very helpful to me, so that I can keep my thought clear and uplifted and joyful all day long. I'm so grateful for this inspiration, and I'm grateful for all I'm learning here at this church and for my practitioner about Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Dede from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm thankful for learning through Christian science in this church to allow God to order my steps moment by moment and day by day. I now know that I'm not able to accomplish anything without taking steps just as he's directing. If I attempt to take steps out of order, even with the best intentions, I'm always redirected or my actions are completely put on hold until I regroup, reach out to God for guidance and wait patiently before starting again the right way. I've learned that this is proof of God's care and protection for me and assures me of his perfect plan for every detail of my life with many lessons and blessings along the way. I'm so grateful for all that we have in this church. Thank you so much for tonight's readings and for all the testimonies. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Craig. I really loved uh, your readings, Elizabeth. And uh, Christian Science puts a whole new light on what angels are. And I thank, <coughs> thank for Christian Science and Mary Baker Radio for that, for that <coughs> feeling of ever-present hope and guidance, no matter what situation I'm in, or others. I. Uh, I uh, found this church and the science so awakening. Mary Baker has said in the 
watch Persian arguments and it helped me so much. Malicious anti-magnetism is raging. Christian scientists must do counteracting mental work. And <clears throat> malicious anti-magnetism are understood to be what was up against the, <clears throat> the best for myself and all. It was my enemy and everyone's. Well, prior to really thinking about that, when I felt that I was just miserable, which was the effect of that maliciousness, I would basically do nothing. But when I realized, do counteract your mental work. You can't do something about that. It turned the whole thing around. I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy. I finally realized, okay, what did God make? God made what Genesis 1 said, and it is very good. And it's everywhere, and there's nothing else. And in that statement, long before we taught, else taught here, uh, clearly it's that malicious AM or this belief is nothing and powerless and no one and nowhere. And uh, as I declared that, it has never ceased since to retreat. And I found peace. And that I could much easily think right and do right. It's, no, it's not the bad. I thank Mary Baker Eddy for, I guess, uh, showing me the way out of the miserable feeling I was having. So for a while, occasionally, to the freedom and to the ability to, <clears throat> to, to think right and to do right and feel good about it. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, this is Bruce. I wanted to say I'm very thankful for the uh, watching point that's posted on the website this week. It talked about being careful that you don't uh, mix the spiritual method with the human desire because the problem with that is you may uh, go to the effort to you know to seek God and hear him and obey him but then as soon as you're comfortable then you stop and the watching point went on to describe how somebody who wanted some water started digging a well and when they first saw the water then they stopped because they were just content with that but the problem is, if you, when you hit a dry spell, you're not going to have any water in your well. So, I know in Mrs. Eddy's writings, she talks many times about the value of discord because it can be used to help us seek God more uh, sincerely and intently. And I know that in my own experience, I, I've, I've experienced that, you know, when I've been in in pain or discomfort or something, I'm giving it all I have to get to know God better. And in fact, I remember several times when I was in discomfort, I was even thanking God for it, thanking God for the opportunity to get closer to Him, to learn about Him better, and to obey Him better. And invariably, uh, the problem or the discomfort or pain was resolved and I was healed and I felt God's love and I was very grateful for it. But the way I see it, 
It was all part of my, what I needed to, to grow spiritually. And like it said in the readings that Elizabeth gave us today, well, the angels, well, we feel them from the love that we feel in our heart. That's how we know we're in the presence of angels. If we feel like we are divine love being expressed. So I'm so thankful for all these wonderful lessons. They've been very helpful for me. And uh, I wanted to say I'm very grateful for them. Uh, Gary. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of really wonderful uh, lessons in this uh, church. Uh, tonight I'm grateful for a lesson that I learned uh, early on coming into this church um, that basically that God is all there is and that we, as his image and likeness, have unlimited good available to us if we will just see it. Well, as a young child, I guess I had a pretty happy childhood. But I remember as an adolescent and a young adult, I began to worry about how to be happy. I was listening to what the world tells you you have to do to be happy. And I began to wonder, you know, did I need a certain kind of education to be happy? Or a certain kind of job to be happy? Did I have to hang out with certain kind of people to be happy? <laughs> or did I have to accomplish certain things to be happy? I mean, the list went on and on and on. And I, even as a, as a young child, I was encouraged to think that, you know, if you play games and win, well, you're going to be real happy. Yeah, winning was everything. <laughs> that old competitive spirit, right? <laughs> well, I pursued for a while what I thought would make me happy. And I was thoroughly unimpressed. I was often disappointed. And it caused me to search. And uh, shortly after, my wife and I moved to Plainfield from California because there was a practitioner here who we trusted, Mrs. Doris Evans. She began to teach me what happiness was all about. She taught me that happiness was really something different, totally different from what the world tells you it is. And that the key to happiness is quite simple. It's to do whatever it is that God has for you to do, to do it well. I mean, really, God has good things for every one of us to do. We all have talents that we can use. And if I would just accept what God wants me to do each day, that is where I will find happiness. And I found that in every case, what that means is helping others. Certainly nothing selfish could ever bring lasting happiness. It's a little like today's, uh, I guess, the calendar message or whatever, where it says, 
Happiness is the hunger to give. Well, unhappiness is the hunger to get. Well, I guess that summarizes the lesson that I learned in this church, for which I'm very grateful. Because when I began to see that more clearly, I, I made some major changes in my life, major changes in what I did, <clears throat> major changes in my expectations, and what I looked for. I certainly don't play games nearly as much as I used to. <laughs> And I don't care if I win or not. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, and that gives me more time to do what God wants me to do, and, you know, which is furthering the cause of Christian science. And that's the, the one thing that has given me the greatest joy and lasting happiness than anything else in the world. So I'm very grateful to Mrs. Evans for this lesson, very grateful to Mary Baker Reddy for discovering and giving us the science of Christianity, which, which fixes everything, everything. There isn't anything left out of what God has for us if we will live in accordance with this science. And I'm so grateful to see it and to be learning how to do it and I'm very grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the music. I am so grateful to be learning to be persistent and leaning on God, trusting God no matter how hopeless a situation seems. <clears throat> God took me all the way recently, and I can never be thankful enough. I had to go to church and had been looking for my church keys, but couldn't find them. I searched all pockets in my pants, my jackets, my coats, and that I had recently used, and my purse. I searched a few times as I kept getting the thought to look again. Don't give up. I know God was speaking to me. Suddenly, in my persistent search, I found them in my purse. I strongly and loudly thanked God for his guidance. It happened when I was contacting another church member to see if I could borrow her keys to go to church and look around. I didn't have to do that. It all worked out perfectly trusting in God's loving care and guidance. I was so blessed. What a perfect father-mother God. He's here for all of us, all the time. He takes us all the way. Thank you. Carol. Several years ago, while I was driving, I passed a couple of cars that were stopped on the side of the road. One had a flat tire, one had his hood up. I didn't think much about it, but uh, by the time I got home, my own car was acting up. I mentioned it to a practitioner, and she said to me, did you know the truth about the cars you passed? I had to admit I hadn't even thought about doing that. She said, this is your lesson. 
If you ever see something out of the ordinary, pray about it. Pour in truth. And she gave me a quote from Science and Health. If mind is the only actor, how can mechanism be automatic? So kind of funny, but last Saturday I was driving and I passed four cars that were stopped on the side of the road with their hoods up. I clearly remembered that lesson and I prayed with that statement that she had given me. And knowing that everything is under God's control and is obedient to the mind that made it. I didn't see any more cars with their hoods up, and my car is still working fine. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the practical lessons that we learn when, when we see something out of the ordinary, do something about it. It doesn't cost anything. It just brings, helps to bring you closer to God and, and brings God's blessing on the people that are involved. I'm so grateful for the things that I have learned here and continue learning. And thank you. Thank you. Sharon. When I was very new to Christian science, I remember saying to a practitioner, that that evening I was going to go to a store to purchase bunk beds for my two children. And she said to me, well, take God with you, which take God with me. And she said, yes, it's angels, and it's God's thought passing to you. And it comes uplifting and will direct and guide what's the right thing for you. Well, I had never heard that in any other church. So that evening I went and I looked and I couldn't find anything that I thought was the right thing. And I told the practitioner and she said, that's all right. She said, God has a plan. So that evening my aunt and uncle called me and said, we have a set of bunk beds. Would you like them for your two boys? <laughs> that was the answer. That was the angel thought. <laughs> I never forgot that because I had never heard it growing up or in any other church. I'm just so grateful for all these lessons that we learn and that we can use them many times. I'm grateful for this church, for Christian Science, Miss Seti God, and Practitioner Help. And thank you for your readings. Thank you. Benjamin. I'm happy to be here tonight, and um, it's a blessing and to be listening to the reading. Very inspiring. Um, the reading tonight kind of reminded me um, something that I experienced um, not too long ago. Actually, last night while I at work. I shared a story with my, it wasn't last night, two nights ago, with my co-worker. Um, the reading tonight talked about still small voice. Um, it's God's voice speaking to us. Um, God is always speaking. And the question is if we are always listening. Because if we do, we will hear him. Because he always speaking. He never stops speaking. Um, 
one day I was um, coming back from work. Um, it was around midnight, and um, I was driving on the uh, uh, state highway, not too far away from. Uh, it was in Edison, New Jersey, not too far away from here. As I was cruising down the highway, I was the only one because because of the time of the of the night, I was the only one driving down, and um, I have every reason to speed. Um, and I was speeding, so and I have every reason for that. But my thought that time was. Um, I would say my thought that time was very focused in the things of God and love. As I was heading down that highway, that, it was very dark. And then I heard this voice. It was very sound and clear to me to slow down. And because I was listening and and obeyed, because it's one thing to listen, it's another thing to obey. And I put my foot on my brake immediately. Right there in the dark, right in front of me, was this gentle, loving, tender deer. Very, very young, just right there in front of me, jumping. I just blew a little hump me. My hunt for him, and he just humped back into the bushes. And I was, wow, if I hadn't listened to the voice that told me to just slow down, I would have run this little thing over, and I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. And it's important for us to listen to the voice of God, the voice of truth, because always speaking to us. I never know about this, this small voice that's always talking to us. It was new to me. Um, it's one of the important lessons I've learned in this church, what it means, how important it is to, to listen to it, to be receptive to it, and also to be obedient to it. I'm so grateful to what I'm learning in this church, what I'm continuing to learn and what Christian Science have done for me. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, today I just want to give thanks to God for Christian Science that she gave to Mary Baker Eddy and how she beautifully and with her heart has given it to the world. I've learned so much from it and still learning Today I was reading something, an article, and I came across these words, love, gratitude, humility, and that that's what I need to replace all the other false senses with. I have learned through Christian science what this love is. It's the spiritual love, the love for God and man. It's the love that separates the lie, the wrong, from God and from his child. With gratitude, I have learned that it is not just words. It's easy to say something, isn't it? I mean, yeah, oh yes, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. But it takes action, too. 
it, it shows a particular action that reflects that gratitude. It's a thankfulness that comes with joy. You're active, you're working, you're showing yourself as God's own child. And with the humility, I've also learned that it's not that self-condemnation, that self-depreciation, but the meekness, the meekness that allows God to use you the way he wants for his will, for his purpose for you. And I'm just so grateful tonight for learning all this because this is what has helped make the difference in how I live now. I am so grateful. It's available for everyone. And I cannot thank God enough, Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, and all the examples that we learn of in the Bible. It's just beautiful to have the correct meaning of these words and to be able to live them and change our, our lives. I'm grateful for Elizabeth, your readings, and for the music tonight, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. <clears throat> Quite a few things to read tonight, so if I don't get through them all, I'll continue next week. Uh, the first for Massachusetts. Even though I'm not a member of the church, I want you all to know you are my anchor. My older sister passed today, and I, I am beyond grateful for the audio of Death Overcome on YouTube. I am eternally grateful to all of you for setting me on a correct path of Christian science. I'm still dealing with beliefs and have much on my plate, but the gifts of the members have, gi have given are too numerous to name. Thank God for Christian science. Thank God for Plainfield, the center of the universe, the church triumphant. And then Virginia. I want to thank you so much for the children's website, Sunday School, with all the wonderful content. The models of excellent series, including Mary Baker Eddy, heroic Bible characters, and courageous men and women who have shaped the freedom of our country, is such valuable instruction, not only for our children, but for all. So very grateful for all the solid rock biblical truths and practical examples given to the children to use every day, and the fun and creative activities all co contribute to the joy of learning. I really feel, as was sung recently in a church service, that love grows here. And then uh, Canada. Thanks to Kara from New Mexico for your testimony last Wednesday about overcoming fear of falling when your snowboarding instructor exclaimed, Dude, get over the idea that falling is a bad thing. Your remarks were, re were remarkable and had the invitation to become as little children, to just pick ourselves up if we fall, to move on, and to not lose our joy of being maybe even laugh at the absurdity of the fall. While listening to your testimony, some fear inside me seemed to fall away, almost as if I heard a clunk. Some weight seemed to lift. I know that I had been healed of something or other that I was not fully conscious of, and that it seemed to be hidden. I told your testimony to my sister, and she liked it too. Thanks again. 
And then from England, I won't be able to read all of this. I, I think I'll let Carol know it'll make a good article in the Liberator. But um, she was studying an article by William Kirkpatrick on our website. And she just states in all the different ways it was very helpful to her. And it is very interesting and very helpful. And you can read it on our website. And we will have it in the magazine. And then this from Nairobi, Kenya. This is to appreciate the wonderful work that you are doing for us. For over one year now, I have been following and attending online services conducted by Plainfield. This has been very helpful and spiritually enriching for me. And then he asked about receiving some books, and he thanks us all again with regards. And then Ohio. Your calendar message from yesterday on January 30th was just what I needed. I cannot express enough of how grateful I am for all of you at Plainfield and all the members around the world. I look so forward to the roundtables every Sunday, followed by the Sunday church service as well as Wednesday night testimonies meetings. The Bible studies and everything available on the website is, is also invaluable. With much love and gratitude. And then this from Spokane, Washington. I just wanted to thank your church for all the wonderful article readings you have shared on YouTube. I came across them and adore Mary Baker Eddy's article Place, and then added Supply as my other favorite. And well, you get the idea. I've not heard many of them before, and then it led me to the website and learning about the Independent Christian Science Church. Again, new for me. And then the watchers sign up too. Your church seems to be alive and productive. And are you larger in membership than most Christian science churches? Everywhere I go, I can't figure out how they keep the doors open. There's so few people who attend. It saddens me that, a, that this science to heal isn't alive much to share it with others. So I just wanted to say what you present and share is lovely and I appreciate it. And I'm glad I was led to it. Also, I see your watchers are all over the world. And then she just goes on asking a lot, a lot more questions, which I'm sure Benjamin answered. So anyway, thank you again for your time and for your gifts of sharing online. And then Mississippi, dear members, what a tremendous beacon of light and joy you are to all who, fi who find you. From the bounty of works offered freely through your online website to the printed works, books, and subscriptions offered for mailing, including the 2022 church calendar with daily statements to uplift, inspire, and heal. For our wonderful Bible study on Revelation, what a wonderful study for our new year. God bless every heart. So grateful for your example, for Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy and for Christian Science. Grateful for the persistence and holy work of the practitioners and active members of the Plainfield Christian Science Independent. Thank you so much. With much love to all of you. And then this is a testimony from California. <clears throat> There's a wonderful article by Gilbert Carpenter, The Christian Science Sunday Service Interpreted as a Demand for Mental Activity, 
where he likens the Sunday service to an airport and says that all who attend should not be content to remain in this airport when every opportunity is offered him to embark on a spiritual journey which plays such a vital part in the salvation of mankind. Last Saturday, I sat down to read this article, which I had stumbled across in my other work in support of our church, and was totally blown away with what I read. When I got to the section on the notices, announcements read from the podium, I thought of last Sunday when it was announced that a special collection was being taken for a member whose family suffered a loss of their home in the Philippines. At the end of the service, I immediately wrote a check and mailed it for special collection, knowing that God's love was embracing this family and that we were witnessing to that love. However, as I read Mr. Carpenter's article, I came to understand that I had not done enough spiritually and more was required of me. He says, as part of the service, the notices do not represent human business so much as opportunities provided for the members to apply their understanding to human affairs. No human opportunities have any value to the Christian scientists except for spiritual uses. In the midst of our Sunday spiritual feast comes the call for the utilization of our demonstrating sense in the affairs of mankind. From the notices, we learn that we cannot stay in a personal state of mental and spiritual exaltation all the time because there is a call upon us to apply our understanding of Christian science. That was the end of the Carpenter quote. Although I had connected my donation with an acknowledgement of God's loving presence with the family, this was a call for demonstrating a stronger and higher spiritual affirmation of God's protecting protection and providing presence and power, not just at the time of the donation, but beyond, until the blessing is complete. I liken it to the watches, which we do throughout the week, treating the world thought as a church body. It is not just something taken up here and there, but has to be constant and continual. And as Mr. Carpenter states in his title of this article, it is a demand for mental activity. So with all of this new understanding, I now stand watch joining others in the church and wait with joy to see God's blessings of good unfold for this dear little family. My love to you all. Let's see. Okay, I'll read one more, one more testimony from also California. I want to thank this church, the watchers, the practitioners, my practitioner for her prayerful help, and all the prayers and steadfastness that has paved a way for me to receive the teaching of Mary Baker Eddy and to be healed multiple times. I was healed of post-traumatic stress disorder, suicidal thoughts, and anxiety. That healing was over a year ago. Yay. My current testimony is to share after reading Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, prayers, watching, and practicing for over two years. I found an accounting error in my business financial records. It was an account that was supposed to be filled with investors' money, and it was off. This error happened a few years ago and had to be dealt with now, and I could not put it off any longer. I was upset, embarrassed, 
and wasn't sure how I, I was going to fix this or write it off or submit to defeat. I decided that I was going to do something about it and make it right, however I could. I decided to pray because I was sad and worried. But I remember reading in Christian Science that all things are possible to God. In chapter 1 in Science and Health. So I got on my knees in my living room and prayed to God, saying I will do what I needed to do to correct the situation and replenish this money. As I was praying, talking with God, letting go and repenting, my phone was buzzing next to my head. I had put the phone down on the sofa before I started to pray. I kept on praying and talking with God, knowing there is only one mind, one spirit, one soul, one principle, one life, one truth, one love. No matter what, his plan was unfolding, no matter what I thought or felt, for God is all in all. When I got off my knees, I saw my phone had a message on it. On that message was a new client for a new business. This client had contacted me multiple times within that hour that I was talking with God in prayer. I called this person back, and their business with me was more than double of what I needed to correct the accounting mistake. They wanted to do business immediately. My prayer was answered instantly. Yay. I share this because of the instant and physical manifestation of help that came to me directly when I was in need. I admitted the mistake to God, committed to fixing it, and then prayed, and my prayer was answered. None of this would have been possible for me without Christian science, the teachings of Mary Baker Eddy to help me understand the science of Christianity that heals the sick, raises the dead, and meets the need at the moment. I am so grateful for Christian science and Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you for all of those in Plainfield who are working, praying, and watching. This has taught me to trust and rely on our loving Father who is ready to help in any situation and will instantly manifest, heal, recover, reconcile, raise, awaken if we follow and practice the teachings with an open heart and have faith. I will continue to pray before, during, and after all events to meet any and all the so-called mistakes I might have made from now on. <laughs> so. Okay, well, I think I will end with that. It was a wonderful meeting, wonderful readings, beautiful music, and beautiful testimonies. Thank you all. It's always such a joy, joy to be with you, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 99. He that hath God his guardian made shall underneath the almighty shade fearless and undisturbed abide. Thus to myself of him I'll say, he is my fortress, shield, and stay. My God, in him will I confide. Hymn number 99.